wealthy experts, where we are bringing on experts in their field to help us build effectively a wealthy life. Hello, hello, hello. This is Dominic Neshi and another episode of Wealthy Experts. Today, I am sitting down with a long-term friend of mine, uh, Lee Rosenfeld. He runs a business called Innovative Home Loans. I was there since the beginning and I remember when he was uh, working at, uh, was it AMP or ANZ? ANZ, yep. ANZ is a mobile lender many, <laughs> many moons ago. Yeah. Um, Lee is very well respected in his, in his uh, catchment area, um, very well loved by his clients. He is an, a, a finance specialist. Um, does lots and lots of work for people that are first homeowners, people that are refinancing their own mortgages. I think you do a bit of equipment hire as well, but if I'm yep. not, not mistaken. Yep, yep, all of that. Lee, yep. thank you for jumping on the show today. Um, sure. You know, Wealthy Experts is about helping clients, family, friends, people that are listening, learn from experts and just get those little tidbits um, about how they can make their, their life a little bit wealthier. So thanks for joining on the show today. Thanks for having me. That's good. How, how long have you been running your business for? I've had the business for four and a bit years now. Four and a bit years? Four Smooth bit sailing years. all the way through? Uh, I would say, yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Smooth sailing, yeah. It's obviously, yeah, it's grown. It's grown quickly. You know, it's grown very fast. Um, but, you know, learning, you know, it's crazy. It feels like forever, but four years isn't a very long time, really. No, it's crazy, right? Four years feels like it's a short period of time when you look back, but you know the the hard-earned battles, the things that you go through when mm. you start a business and you go off on your own, it really can't be underestimated, can it? No, exactly. Like it was just you know bum down, you know, sorry, the head down, bum up, basically just go hard as quick quick as I could, grow the business, um, you know, get it to a point where I could bring people on and start to slow down a little bit um but it yeah it keeps going the opposite way it just keeps getting busier so i can't complain though you, you you've got uh, you've just moved into a new office you've got a team of what four or five people uh the six of us now yes six of you um in a brand new office um you've got two kids two kids yeah yep four and two so keeping me busy yeah. And, you know, I hope you don't mind me sharing a little bit about your story, but it's, it's good for people to know that like you're, you're a young fella pushing hard and building this business. And, mm. you know, uh, what I like about you is that you do work hard. You, you are a humble guy and you, you, you surprise people around you by just doing things rather than saying them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's something I am. Um, you work on as a manager and a business owner um and, and you know this my my philosophy is always work hard and people around you will see that and do that um but it's not all about working hard is very important but at some point you've got to you know it's about other things um so yeah i've just worked as hard as i could to get to this position and now just trying to mentor and bring the team up and you know show them how it's done i guess and part of that is now you can start to reap those rewards. And not that long ago, tell me if I'm overstepping the boundary, but you recently purchased a property, mm -hmm. uh, a brand new property off the plan. I remember looking at the plans thinking this is just a magnificent home. Yep. And you know what, that's that's due to settle in a couple of months or it's not long uh, enough. That'll be, yeah, mid next year. That'll be all fixed up. Yeah. So yeah, cracking property really. And it's um, just shows how, yeah, I guess how good we've gone over the last couple of years. 
Yeah, it's it's good to see. I mean, you know, a lot of people talk investment, they talk investment advice, they talk financial structures, but it's it's the people that get their hands dirty. You know, mm-hmm. you and I were talking about the plans, you were umming and ahhing. It was what early this year that we were looking at yep. it. Yep. Um, you know, there was a little bit of nervousness in the market, but you did the math and said, well, we, we discussed it and we, we both thought the market was going to rise. So it made sense mm. to go buy fixed price contracts. And now that property is now worth what, 15 or 20% above what you originally had, had paid or are paying for it. Yeah, exactly. It was sort of like, obviously you guys do, we just weighed up going, well, can either buy for, for 200 grand less an old property that I need to either knock down or put, you know, a bucket load of money into, um, or I can buy something brand new. Um, you're taking a slight risk, you know, as, as you guys would know with off the plan, you can't see the finished product. Um, but if you know, if you're speaking to the right people like you guys and builders and, and whatnot and understand what you're looking at, well, you know, you can make the right decision. And we just sort of, you know, went for it. Yeah, and, and it's, it, it is risky. I mean, even you, right? Mm. You are sitting with clients, helping them buy properties every single day. But did you feel that nervousness when you're buying that that house? Or oh, it's that- the hardest thing, right? It's oh, I can talk to clients every day about buying property, giving them the confidence and, and you know, making sure it sounds right and, and keep them calm. But when your own... Like, oh, yeah, I reckon you'd probably be the same. Anyone who's doing their own transaction, there's always doubt and you worry. Um, and yeah, you just got to go for it sometimes. I hear you. And, yeah. and what, are you, what are you seeing out in the market at the moment? Like what, what are the key things that you're sort of noticing? You, you're obviously writing loans, working with banks. <laughs> What's happening in this lending space? Like what, what should clients or what are you paying attention to that, yeah. that you think people should be aware of in this current market? Um, well, obviously, yeah, outside of property, as we know, property is still, you know, doing well and going up. Um, in this market, if we talk about lending, you know, banks are still willing to lend for sure. Um, turnaround times with most lenders are fairly quick. You just got to sort of know who you're going to. Uh, policies are shifting a little bit, especially with the, the lockdown in Sydney. Um, obviously, employment's a little bit different. We've had, you know, over 12 months now of lockdown out of lockdown back into lockdown you know self-employed the people affected so um understanding the bank's policies and looking at job keeper and and government um cash flow boosters and things like that how does that affect your income um especially for self-employed um or if you've previously been on you know the the current government income that we're getting um so just really our job is to understand that and let our clients know if that's going to affect their lending, which obviously reduces what they can borrow. So that's a big thing what I'm sort of seeing is obviously working around that, um, you know, I'd say COVID-related policies. Um, but everything like that, lending is still high. I think, you know, mortgages are still as high as they've ever been. Uh, we're, you know, breaking monthly settlement records each month. And I know... All the other brokers, everyone's busy. So there is a lot happening, as you guys would know from what you're doing. Um, there's still a lot of people interested in property. People have money. That's this thing that sort of outst- is, um, yeah, is a bit crazy, I guess, considering we're in a pandemic. You think people wouldn't have money, but it's the opposite. Um, so yeah, I'm still seeing a lot of transactions going through. 
obviously interest rates are super low. Um, you know, there's still good rates out there, you know, under 2% and things like that, um, especially on the fixed side. So yeah, we're a lot of refinances too. You get a lot of people looking for those cheap rates and cashbacks, which is fair enough because that's when we're in lockdown, that's what we do, right? We stop and we look at our money and go, well, what's the first thing we can save on? It's our million dollar mortgage. So let me ask you, what, what are the turnaround times and what kind of, what's a reasonable sort of loan that you're writing these days? Like as in, what, what kind of rates, how long does it take to get a loan off the ground? I remember for a minute there that, you know, the, the turnaround times were shocking and it was just so mm. hard to get a, a mortgage done. Has it, you said it's, it's sped up. What does that look like? It has, look, obviously depending on the lender, right? But look, you can get, you can get it turned around in a week with the right lender. 24 hours with some lenders. Um, you know, we can have a week, week two weeks from um, application to approval to settlement if you need to. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and look, interest rates obviously depends on a whole range of things, as you would know, LBR structure, product, et cetera. But yeah, you can definitely get things under 2%. Um, there is not as much as there was available probably six months ago at those levels. We saw the fixed rates increase. Um, but there is still some, you know, good offers out there. So are you seeing that banks are starting to tighten their policies and are making it a little bit harder for people to go and get debt? Not yet. I can feel it's coming though. I thought if, if we didn't go into what we're in now with the, you know, Sydney lockdown and some Melbourne lockdown, um, we probably would have seen it earlier, but I think they've, they've held off a little bit. So I think if it, the world opens up again, you could probably see that late this year, early next year. I think they'll start to tighten it. Um, yeah. You just see little bits and pieces from banks where they might increase their assessment rates, which means how they're looking at our debt when they're working out how much we can borrow. They do little tweaks where they'll increase that by 0.5%. All of a sudden, you can't borrow a million bucks. You can borrow 800,000. Mm. So. A few banks have done that. Um, once you see a handful of banks doing that, that's when you know they're trying to tighten the screws a little bit. It's really good feedback. And I mean, this is one way that I want all of you listening out there to, to really note that these are the kinds of casual conversations that you should be having with your mortgage brokers. I mean, Lee's a friend of mine. We've been doing business together for a long time, but these are the kind of conversations that he and I would have on a very regular basis. And this market intelligence gives you a very good firsthand understanding about what the appetite is like for banks. If we can start to see that credit policies are tightening up, that the assessment rate is going higher, or, you know, Lee might say that, listen, they're only taking 50% of the rent on your more of your um, yeah. rental property and, or, you know, the debt to income ratios getting higher or lot. These are all indications of what's happening to the market. So we're in that phase where it's a growth phase, right? And it's because credit is so easily accessible. What, what is important for us now is while we're in this boom time to see, well, when is this boom going to start lapsing? When will yeah. the pressure come out? And Lee will be one of those first people to say to us, hey, banks are starting to tighten the screws. Mm. And that's when demand will come out of the market. Yeah. And look, with that knowing what happens behind the scenes with a bank, but, you know, from my um, knowledge and, and experience, they're the first things that happen when we see market shift. Um, because from a government point of view, I think they 
I don't know the conversations that happen with the major banks, but I'm sure there is conversations going on going, we need to do something here, we need to do something here, just to bring that market level down a little bit without putting it on a current affair and showing the property market's dropping. Yeah, so they yeah. do little tweaks here and there just to either, sometimes they can't handle as much loans as coming through, for example, and they're, they're, or their um, turnaround times have shot out. So they'll do little tweaks like that um, to not basically bring in business. But if you get enough banks doing that, well, that, that's a big shift in the lending space. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Well, mate, it, it, let's not make this all about business and credit policies and banks <laughs> and all that fun stuff. Um, I, I want to ask you a question and, and I want to talk to you about wealth. Mm. So, you know, I want to ask you, what is your definition of being wealthy or living a wealthy life? What does that look like to you? Um, look, for, for me, as you sort of said earlier, like, you know, young family, young kids, um, I'm, I'm fairly young myself. Like, I think wealth for me is just happiness in a sense of it. It doesn't mean fancy cars, fancy houses or, or whatever. It's literally all money. It's about happiness and being with your family. Um, so like having the ability to spend time with your kids, um, not have to grind every single day to pay the bills, um, which obviously comes down to money and freedom. Um, but it's, yeah, spending time with your family and the friends as much as you can. That's literally the wealth for me. That's that shows that I am wealthy um, in no uncertain terms, that I have the freedom to do those things. So without saying financial freedom, because I don't want to, that's a, <laughs> um, an interesting word. Like what's that actually mean? Um, but being free of not having to worry about, I've got to work 12 hours every single day to make sure my kids get fed and go to school. Well, mate, I've noticed that about you. You've made certain shifts, and this is an important thing to note for people out there, that you can live a wealthier life by making certain tweaks. Like you've you've started working not so many hours by bringing more people on, or mm -hmm. you've set up a, a, a voice message service that after certain hours, that this is Lee's time with his family, someone else is picking up the phone and saying, hey, you know, this is Lee's phone what's your message blah 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 see i've even noticed that now that there have been tweaks in your life to create that wealthier life yeah would you say what is your one percent wealth hack and that's that's the one little thing that our audience people listening watching today can change or tweak in their life to make their life a little bit wealthier um well i guess it goes back for me what what i consider wealthy right so it's about having the um the right team around you so if that is your first home buy and you're thinking about getting into the property market or you're an investor and you want to invest, um, obviously these things are the path to get you wealthy. For example, you want to invest in shifts, whatever the case is, getting the right team around you is, the, is key. If it's speaking to you know, someone like yourself, Dom, and, and finding invest, good investments, speaking something to someone like myself and making sure your loan structures are correct or um, you know, setting future finances up if you need to, speaking to financial planners, but even as simple as having mentors, good family and friends that will support you, um, that's the 1% will set you apart from everyone else. If you're trying to do it on your own, it's, it's going to be tough. You need to ask for help. You need to speak to professionals and you're getting a good team around you will create those steps, you know, for, for a long time.
this is a recurring theme that I hear very, very often. And it is relying on the people around you a little bit more and certainly can't rely on everybody, but it is qualifying who are the people that you want around you that can support you on that journey. So I really do like that piece of advice. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, have there been, what's the, what's the one thing that you've learned recently? Like, you know, from reading a book or listening to mm. mentors or, um, you know, watching a TV, what's the one thing recently that's really resonated for you? Um, I listen to, you know, a bit of podcasts. That's probably the main thing where I get most of the inspiration, I guess, from. Um, I don't know what, where I heard it, but it was this, this saying, it was not what you want, but what you can do for others. Um, I sort of thought, sort of, I was listening and I was like, huh, that makes sense. Um, and it's quite good for a point of business as, as a manager and looking at your staff and how you can help them, um, but also for your clients. So that was a big quote that I've sort of, I actually wrote it down when it, you know, when I'm listening to podcasts, if I hear anything, I'm like, bang, I write it down on my phone. And that was the one thing that was like highlighted. Um, that was last week. So not what you, not what you want, but what you can do for others is I think helps like not what you want, what you want will happen. You know, like if, if I want to be a millionaire, like how can I help others in my line of work will make me that at some point. Right. Because what I do is help people get homes and write mortgages. Um, and if I can help them in every way, that will, my, my goal, will, I'll end up getting there at some point. So don't concern yourself so much with what you've got to do. Like what, what do I want? What's important for me It's how can I obsess about the people around me? How can I help my team? How can I help my clients? How can I give to the people out there? And then what, what you want will come. That's right. Like if I can help my, yeah, my staff, my brokers achieve their goals, that's going to be more important for me in the long run. It's not like I want to be the number one broker in the country. I wanted this. I want this. Not the way, right way to look at it. It's like, how can we be the best brokerage in the company and the country? How can he be the number one broker in the country? How can he be the number one? You know, how can she be the best administration person in the country? Those sorts of things will eventually help me in the business. Makes sense. Mate, yeah. it sounds like your emails are going off there. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, Sorry about that. No, no, that's okay. But you're a busy man and I appreciate that. So look, we'll, we will wrap it up. I, I want to part this next segment. It's called like lean on the network. And what it's about is how, what do you need help with and how can you help others? So it's a really good segue off the back of what you've just said. Yep. So let's start with how you can help others. What specifically do you guys do really mm. well or what's something that that lies within your grasp and you feel really mm. strong and confident about that they that the people listening, watching, viewing can reach out to you um, and you can confidently help them with that one specific thing? Look, obviously it's pretty simple. Like, you know, we're mortgage brokers. So we're, we, we do everything from asset finance, commercial finance to, to home loans, investment loans. But probably specifically what you said at the start would be first home buyers. We really understand them. We know what what's the minimum deposit, how guarantors work, what's the government grants available, how could you look at rent vesting, um, what you need to get to your, your targets and things like that. We are very patient, I guess, in a sense, 
we understand it. We've written guides and things like that, seminars for first home buyers. So I will put it out there and say, well, look, if you are a first home buyer looking to invest for the first time, reach out to, to me and the team because we're even if you're not ready, we're happy to guide you along the way and get you to a point where you're ready. And that's a really important point that I can't stress enough that Lee and the team are excellent with first home buyers. There are many, many brokers, businesses out there and they will specifically say they don't want to work with first home buyers Mm. because it's a big emotional drain for the client to go through this experience and they Mm. don't want to wear that or go on the roller coaster with you. Where I can say that Lee and the team, one of the things that stands out to me is their patience, their empathy and the care that they put into Mm -hmm. their clients. And, you know, Lee sends a lot of people through to me and the trust and rapport that he has with these people is just amazing. So, yeah, I will will double up on that. If you are a first home buyer, reach out to the team and Lee Lee and and the Innovative Home Loan guys will be able to help you with your, your purchase. For sure, yeah. And, you know, lastly, let's, let's wrap it up with um, what's, what's one thing that you need help with? What's happening in your world? It could be marketing. It could be, you know, your car broke down, whatever. What's something that you're doing at the moment that... Um, look, random enough, as you mentioned at the start, new office. COVID is impossible to get furniture. Um, office desks meeting room tables, cough, whatever it is. I'm hopeless with this stuff. Um, <laughs> that's what I need. I need help with furniture for an office. That's I, I walk around an office by myself at the moment because we're in lockdown um, and it's empty. I've got my desk and that's good. That's all I need. Um, but the staff will come back and I need to seat them at some point. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you've asked for that. So anyone out there that is watching, listening, uh, Lee needs some office furniture. So reach out to Lee and the team. He's there waiting for it. I might have someone for you as well, Lee. So I'm going to put someone across your desk to help you out. And um, hopefully we can fill that, that new space of yours. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, for all of you out there watching, listening, please leave your comments below. Let us know if there's anything you want to ask Lee. Um, he's happy to answer your questions for you. If there's something that you agree with or disagree with, let us know. If there's something of value to you, like it, subscribe, send it to all of your mates. And Lee, thank you very much for your time today. It's always a pleasure catching up. Yeah, good to see you. Thanks, man.